Hey, hey, Boss Reballers, Patty Dominguez here with Tim Wambach for episode 30, where we are talking about how to set up your office for productivity. So we're sharing with you some hacks, tips, and tricks that we've learned along the way. Really awesome, he said, she said show. Now, another thing, if you haven't already done so, head over to bossfreesociety.com, which is our website, and on there, you can download our free business resources guide that we've put together with the tools that we use in our business. Now, these help with your productivity. They're easy to use, super efficient, etc. So if you haven't had a chance to download that guide, make sure to head on over to our site, bossresociety.com. As usual, let us know what you think about the show, content, some other stuff you want to see. Head over to at Boss Free Society on Twitter and tweet us and let us know what you think. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. As always, we appreciate the five-star reviews and we always look at feedback, ready to apply and make the show better for you. All right, here we go. He said, she said. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Free ballers, we're back in the studio. That is right. We are here to impart some more wisdom. Our wisdom. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna do. We're gonna do the best we can. We're, we always bring you what we can. Things that have worked for us. So this show is for you. This episode is for you. If you've ever thought about, hey, am I being as productive as I can be working from home? This episode is for you. If you aren't sure of how to tweak your day to get the most productivity out of that day. So we have how many tips? We have six tips for you that are going to elevate your game to truly be a producer working from home. Yeah, it's all, it's all about, you know, setting up your business as a business because you want to be able to reap the rewards of your hard work. And if you're just in it, you know, kind of like you said, you know, flying by the seat of your pants, that's not the way it's not the way to do it. Absolutely. Being on purpose, being intentional, setting up your day for the highest level of productivity is absolutely possible. So, Tim, do you want to take us through number one? Yeah, no, number one, and, and I kind of alluded to it, but it's set up your office like a business. It's not a hobby. That's right. And I think a lot of times th- that's where the mistake happens is that they don't treat it. Entrepreneurs sometimes do not treat it like a business; they treat it like a hobby because, like, oh, this may or may not work. I, I, I might not, you know, be doing it right, or you know, I don't want to go all in because then if I go all in, then I'm not leaving myself any room for, for you know, I don't have a safety net or you know whatever the case may be. So here's the thing. Do you remember uh, we had a great episode with Mitch Matthews, and he gave us a killer tip on that interview where he said, hey, just if you are in transition, meaning you're moving toward entrepreneurship and you're and you're working that one or two hours a day every day consistently in order, so calling it a side hustle, if you're side hustling, you still want to have your office set up like a business. 
I really believe there's just something about it that really shows the intention. It's like telling the universe, like, I am doing this. This is not a hobby. I'm treating it like a business. And so what that means, set up your office like a business is, hopefully you have a designated space, right? Exactly. It's not just like your laptop on a kitchen table. It's not to say that you can't be productive that way, but it's not the right type of environment for focus necessarily versus having a space. Now, we're definitely not talking about a huge office space. No, it doesn't have to be. Exactly. If you have that awesome, if you just have a little nook, a little corner with a designated desk with your laptop set up, a desk lamp, et cetera, that really creates the environment of putting you in that zone so you're most productive. And I would say even adding elements that are going to help you keep your your eye on the prize. So in my office, I have my desk, I have my setup. I try to, I don't try, I keep it as uh, clean as possible, meaning I don't have clutter on there. The other thing is I have different corners. So I have a bamboo plant. I read one time that um, if you have five bamboo stalks in a in a vase or whatever on your desk, it shows prosperity, health, and wealth or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I'm doing that. And then I have a red wall because the red wall from a feng shui standpoint is the color of passion and power and boldness, et cetera. So I painted my wall. So I also have my dream board on there. So when I get into that environment, I'm totally on purpose and knowing that I'm sitting down to produce. Now, there's some people that are like, well, I don't have a wall, right? I just have my laptop. Find yourself a nook. Put up a cork board, take a poster board, put your vision board up just to keep your eye on the prize of what you are looking to create and and thinking about that destination, thinking about it every single day because that's what's going to keep you focused. Yeah, and it's going to keep you on point and it's going to keep you sitting in that seat working and producing. Absolutely. So Tim, uh, tip number two. Tip number two, and this I think this really can be, can really help your business take it to the next level and most people should be doing this, but if you're not, here it is. Plan your day the night before. Uh, you know, it's, it sounds simple and easy, and it is simple and easy, but it's also simple and easy not to do it. Uh, but really what happens when you plan your day the night before, really what you're doing is you're setting that intention in your mind. So when you go to sleep, knowing what, you're, what you have to do, your subconscious mind's already working on those little tasks that, that you have. And when you start working that next day, you are going to be that much more productive because there's no guesswork. There's not, you know, um, nothing's going to sway you from going the direction you want to go. Now, something may can't come up that might take you off of your exact plan, but because you have that plan, you can come right back and start attacking it where, wherever you left off. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it does. It sets the intention for the next day. Um, I have my book right on my desk. And at the end of the day or the night before, I just look over, okay, what are the things I'm working on today? The other tip for that, you guys, is that the fact that you're documenting all this in a paper exactly. book, in a, in a calendar book, as much as we use technology, because we definitely leverage technology for our businesses, I still have a traditional book where I write in my appointments, write in my notes, etc. That's also a little side tip. It's good for taxes. Sure. If you're ever audited, you can turn over your book and be like, here you go. Just to show that you really are operating truly a business. Because even though you're calendaring things on your digital calendar online, that's not necessarily something you could turn over to the IRS. Yeah, it's not going to hold up necessarily. It's Exactly. So I got this tip a while back to say, have a calendar book where you're writing in everything. You're documenting your day. So that's just a side tip that right. I thought was really cool. Right. And it just really, I think too, 
it helps you prepare, you know, when you do prepare the night before, it just helps you that much more. It's like practice, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're, with, let's say for baseball, you know, it's batting practice. It's, it's batting practice the night before and it's getting you conditioned for, for that, for that day because things are invariably going to come up and, you know, as long as you are on point with your schedule, it just helps. Like I know when I've, when I look at stuff the night before, it kind of helps me guide like when I have to tra- when I have to drive somewhere or have a meeting or a phone call and I have back to back meetings or whatever, it just really helps kind of frame it up. Frame it all up yeah. exactly. Well, exactly. and I, I want to add one more point to that. It also allows you to see where your money or your income producing activities are. Yes. So whether you're a consultant or you're de- or if you're prospecting, just add an element of or a personal pulse check to say, hey, am I generating money for my business today? And that's a real powerful – I think that's almost another episode. Another <laughs> We've talked a, a couple of times about the book Ready, Fire, Aim. Is that is that the name of the book? Ready, f- fire. Aim. Ready, no, Fire, Aim. Yeah, yes, it is yes, Ready, uh, Fire, Michael Masterson. Exactly. So in that book, he said, if you are not – if your business, excuse me, is, is in its infancy, meaning you have not achieved a million dollars in revenue, which is probably most of us, right? right? Exactly. Um, you have to focus – more than anything, first and foremost, on sales. So I took that in the book. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. All you should be focusing is on sales. So when you're looking at your day, thinking about your day, planning your next day, saying, what are my revenue opportunities in my day? Because that's all you should be thinking about if you haven't hit that seven-figure mark. Right. Outstanding. That's yeah. a, another high-level yeah, tip, I'm Patty. bringing it. I'm you're bringing it. You're dropping level. the bombs. You're dropping the value that's bombs. Value that's, bomb, that's, that's what we do here is we drop some value bombs. Uh, the next uh, tip, I think we're on three, right? We're we on three? are on, yeah, three. We're on three. This is set boundaries because when you're working in your home office, you're going to have distractions. You're going to have things that are going to be taking you off of your game and off of your business because, let's face it, it's going to take discipline to set those boundaries. Indeed. So setting boundaries is something like, I think people have the misnomer, especially if you're working for yourself full time. Uh, People may think, oh, you have time to help me with that, right? You have time to go to the heating and air and cooling guy (laughs) or for him to come over to my house. You could stop by, right? So people have a tendency to assume our time if we let them. That's only the case if we let them. If it is, if you let them. And and like we were mentioning this before about, you know, it's okay to to go out and a lunch break with a friend for, you know, 45, maybe even an hour and a half, but once a week or once every other week or once a month, it's not what you should be doing three, four, five days a week. Uh, and it's hard when, when your friends maybe are on vacation or whatnot, um, they're off of work and they know that you work from home. You're an easy target. You're low hanging fruit exactly. for them to have something to do. And for people to assume your time. So the thing is set your boundaries. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that socialization, enjoying the time and the flexibility, because that's what we're buying in when we are entrepreneurs is the freedom of time and choice meaning I can set up my day the way that I want, but there are boundaries to be set. So it's easy to take a three-hour lunch because I've done it before, but at the end of the day, you're like, man, did I really produce today? Because I had too much fun. So just set boundaries. Set boundaries around uh, the phone calls you're taking, the favors you're doing, et cetera, and just call to action again, looking at your calendar. What are the uh, revenue-producing opportunities that you're having, right? Yeah, and and if you are having lunch – 
No liquid lunches. No liquid no lunches. No liquid lunches. They're fun, man. They're fun. Well, but and then for me, I know, like, let's say, like, you just talked about how, like, the, 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 you've had had you've had a uh, lunch, maybe that what two three hours. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, for for me, like, when I take that break in the middle of the day, I make sure that I make up for it in the evening. That's right. And do that's and a do, great point. And do work after dinner and things like that because because you have your day and because you, you know you you can use it the way you want it exactly. and again we, we don't want to, you don't want to make it a habit of taking 3 hour lunches during the day or even you know you don't want to make a habit of necessarily working late into the evening unless that's part of how you have to do it but the point is when you have that flexibility you can use it to your advantage such a good point because the fact of the matter is we work 12 hours a day to avoid working 12 hours a day for someone else. Or actually, yeah. we, we work, we, we, we work, work, I work way more than 12 time. hours a day so that we don't work eight hours eight a day hours for someone else for or someone something else. like that. No, actually, this is what the quote is. I'm the ready. The quote is, we work 80 hours a week. That's it. For ourselves so that we don't work 40 hours a week for someone else. Exactly. That's it. You yeah. nailed it. Um, let's look at our next point number four. For our boss reballers, take breaks. That's the tip. Take breaks. I received a really great tip one time uh, from my NLP coach. His name is Andy Murphy. And he said, Patty, even though you have a lot of things on your to-do list for the day as you look at your calendar uh, and your day is maybe 10 hours, 12 hours long, take a look at that day and chunk it up into hour and a half chunks. And why that's important is because we really can't be productive full force right, the entire for, for day. For 10 hours. That's insane. Right. No, you can't do but it. But if you do it in hour and a half increments, two-hour increments, and then after that, take a walk, go outside, uh, clear your head, grab some water, right? Stay hydrated. Absolutely. And I think that's really important also is as frustrations happen in your day, the one thing that he said is like, just remember, you don't want to associate your your workspace with frustration. So anytime you're feeling, yeah, anytime you're feeling that way in that moment, just get up, go outside, you know, get some fresh air, et cetera, and take a break. Right. And I think, too, what you're talking about chunking your day, what's really important about is putting similar activities together. Like for me, if I ever have to leave the house, I make sure that I have, you know, different things lined up so that if I leave the house, I'm going to do three or four different things on the way. And I, and I kind of plan yeah. it to where, like if you have to mail a letter or you got to just plan be it purposeful. to be exactly be purposeful because do, being purposeful is going to help you get the most out of your day and be more productive and you can also be more purposeful in uh your chunk of time like when you're obviously working too with you know with if you have make phone calls or you're you're writing for your blog posts or you know things of that nature put it all together and do it all at the, the same time like for me one of the things i do over the on the weekends is that's when I pay bills on the weekend. So I don't put do that during the week. I do it at the end. I do it in the Saturday or Sunday and I take all my bills and I pay them all at once. And then therefore it's instead of having them come in, they come in, you know, every other day or whatever. And it's better to, to get rid of them over the weekend. So that's kind of sneaking in, Tim, on our fifth tip, which is have a routine. So it sounds like you paying your bills on the weekend is definitely a routine that you've kind of incorporated into your overall plan, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So for me, my routine is I start very specifically my morning uh, with my meditation, um, my five-minute journal. Um, I do my brain gym, which is something else that's kin- kin- kinesthetic. 
or kinesiology. It's really cool. So we'll put that in the show notes. But that's truly how I start my day, and it just kind of gets me amped up in the right frame of mind to uh, to be producing. And so that to me, that's my routine. That's really important from 3.30 or 4 o'clock or so through about 6.30. I don't really do anything. I'm very focused on my kids. Sure. Um, cooking dinner, having like when my husband come home, having that dinner time, et cetera. So those are routines for me that make sense. And then if I require to get back online or do more work, I do it at night during a designated time. So those are the kind of things that those routines I've not only incorporated into my day, but I've also shared that with my family so that we're all singing off the same page. Yeah, when you're because when you're working on the same page, it's gonna it's gonna help you that much more. And having routine is great because. It takes the guesswork out of your day. It takes Absolutely. the anxiety out of your day. You, you know what's coming next, and and that that's definitely something that that helps. There's a really cool quote about that, right? Either either manage your day, or, or the, the day, day manages, manages you, you, or something like something that. Something like I think that's yeah, and that's exactly what we're talking it. about by having a routine. So last tip, last tip for this little uh, he, he said she, she said, said. Is, uh, <laughs> you could go for it, go for it. Is get out of the office, get out of the office. So we have a tendency, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, we're so caught up in isolation, or it's easy to get that way, where we aren't necessarily expanding our horizons or getting out um, via meetups, uh, social groups, networking. networking, chamber of commerce, etc. More strategically, meaning go to specific groups that have the people that you want to associate with instead of just fly by the seat of your pants again. Exactly, so exactly. Uh, really look at the, the groups that make sense for your business, um, the types of collaborations and, and value that you can add to different groups. So get out of the office, which is really important. Make sure that you're incorporating that into your week. Don't make it so it's a lot of the socializing because then again, you're right, not generating exactly. revenue. So exactly. it's that fine balance. So just to kind of give a quick rundown of our list, set up your office like a business. It's not a hobby. Plan your night, the date, plan your day the night before, set boundaries, take breaks, have a routine and get out of the office, socialize, meet up, networking, because this is going to help you with the structure of your day, but it's also going to help you implement more sales and more clients, customers, leads when you do it like this. Absolutely. So there you have it, guys. Boss Free Ballers, that is our topic for today is how to be productive working from home. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy recording it for you and adding value wherever we can. If you do like our show, please hit the subscribe button. Don't forget about that. And if you would be so kind and inclined to leave us a ratings and review, we'd appreciate that because we're always looking to be better and do better for you. Uh, so join us. Our, our All of all of our social media <laughs> handles will be included in the show notes as well. Catch us on Facebook at Boss Free Society or join us in the dojo. We have a group for that as well. Tweet us at Twitter at Boss Free Society. Uh, join us anywhere you can. We want to know what you think about the show. Any ideas for upcoming shows that you want to hear on He Said, She Said, we welcome those. Absolutely. We'd love to hear some uh, requests for certain guests. We have some pretty high-level people coming good. up. We're, we're excited. Exciting. We're excited. We're excited. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society Podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society Fan Page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, Or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.